everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. July is Alien Movies Month here on Popcorn for Dinner. Woo! Uh, not specifically Alien from like the Alien movies. Yeah. Alien not, movies. Not that franchise specifically. But there could be. There could be. Uh, and we are starting with what I dubbed the big dumb Alien movie to end all big dumb Alien movies. <laughs> I don't know... If you could possibly make a movie like this ever again, it feels like it feels yeah. like every single thing that a movie has ever been <laughs> trying to be one movie all at once. Yeah. It is so huge <laughs> and like I, it, I, I can barely get through a sentence about this movie. <laughs> it, it, it's like it is both. Uh, a total classic mm -hmm. and a like huge hot mess of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, in like it, it's so weird. Like in my head, I was even arguing with myself about its like level of of like quality. <laughs> where it's like, well, if it's doing the things you're saying, doesn't that mean it's good? And it's like, well, not necessarily, brain. Just, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just the way that they're doing the things. Yeah. It, <laughs> and. Uh, there and there are so it. many things, so many things, so many things, so, so many, many people, uh, so many stories, so many. That's why it's over two pieces. hours long. Holy Christ! Uh, it's a movie that we're just gonna need to pop into real quick here, yeah, uh, and get started because, good God, who knows how long this could possibly go for? Yeah, there's so much to unpack here. <clears throat> but uh, the movie that we are opening up Alien Movie Month with is the 1996 American science fiction action film, Independence Day. <laughs> oh, Independence Day. Uh, a, a, like, landmark mm -hmm. in pop culture mm -hmm. of, like, things being parodied or referenced or whatever. Like, it, it, it must have been. I haven't honestly looked too much into it, but it must have been, like, the largest movie in the world. You know what it I mean? Like it, it had to have been like it's it it's just so chock <laughs> full of stuff. Like it is a yeah. it is the like pinnacle of the blockbuster. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if you start it with Jaws, mm -hmm. which like in comparison is like a tiny yeah, movie. Yeah, that's like an independent film. Seriously, this is like a, a character <laughs> study independent film. But when it came out, it became like the first blockbuster. Like, oh holy shit. And like this. Is the culmination. It, yeah. Like this movie takes every single lesson taught by every blockbuster before it and uses every one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does not mm -hmm. leave any of them by the side. Not a this one. This movie does everything, <laughs> but not in the way that most people mean when they're like, oh, this movie's got everything. Yeah. You know, this this is more like perplexing and baffling. <laughs> like this movie somehow has everything. <laughs> How did you get this in here? Yeah, like I don't Wait, even understand. Don't... Oh my God. <laughs> like who Wait. is... For this role, and then and, and <laughs> there's so many notes that are just like, oh that guy, mm -hmm. oh that guy, <laughs> and that, and because I don't know the actors' names yeah, off the yeah, top of my yeah, head, totally. so I said that guy and the role I know him for. Uh -huh. It was like, oh, was he in Mr. Deeds? Is that where I was remembering him from, or am I confusing him with a totally different person? Oh man, which guy? I don't are we even talking know. Talking about the Secretary of Defense. 
with the with the white hair, the like wormy no. Weasley dude. No, not that guy. Okay. No, actually, you're not thinking of the general dude, right? Not Robert Loggia. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, it's uh, <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum's dad. At oh, first, Judd I Hirsch. Thought, yes. Gotcha. At first, I thought he was the guy that worked with the company that was trying to get. Gotcha. Whatever. No, 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 no. First glance, thought it was that guy. But then later, I was like, oh, and that guy, the dad from Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, there's it's it, the, it's hysterical stuff how many people are in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. One more person was going to be in it. Oh. And it, it bummed me out a little bit. Uh, but I don't know if I would trade it because what we got was so fucking ridiculous that I'm not even 100% <laughs> sure if I would want it changed. Um, we almost had Matthew Perry in this movie. Uh, but he oh. could not do it, so he was replaced by Harry Connick Jr., who plays Will Smith's partner pilot. What's right. his name? Jimmy or something like that? <laughs> yes. That would have been Matthew Perry. Oh, boy. Right? I but, mean, but, oh. But, dude, that oh. performance that Connick gives as yeah. that partner, dude, was so fucking ridiculous <laughs> when he does an impersonation of Martin Luther King. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is where, this character? Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, was, what the hell? That was so absurd. Like, this movie, like, and it's so funny, too, because I have seen this movie a bunch. Mm-hmm. And what what it feels like to me is that I, I remember my brain basically blocked out most of the middle and it's like you remember up until the aliens fucking blast earth and mm-hmm. then your memory kicks back in around the time Goldblum's given that speech about the shields and yeah. they're about to go fly up into the thing and all the rest of it just washes past you because there were <laughs> things in here that I was like oh right and like wait a minute what <laughs> like I was shocked by something in the movie surprisingly even though i'd seen it a bunch of times but this was your first time seeing it right it was so i had seen bits and pieces of like the last like 20 minutes Uh before understandable it's almost impossible not to yeah (laughs) but i had never actually seen the infamous scene of them blasting the White House oh yeah and all the all the like landmarks and shit yeah i had never actually watched that or seen it in anything other than like another movie parodying it like <laughs> yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. austin powers movies yeah I'm had that sure. and they oh, were yeah, like oh like, just kidding that was from the yeah, movie exactly. whatever like i had never actually seen it <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun uh-huh. uh but yeah there's so much to this movie that i'm like what <laughs> wait oh it's it's okay. a movie it's a movie that like <laughs> Truthfully, if you were to try and sit down and explain exactly how this plot goes, it would sound so fucking ridiculous because mm-hmm. the amount of things that happen that you're like, how could that have possibly been the way that went? Right. Like all of the coincidences, all of the seemingly just like random things happening mm-hmm. that allow the movie to then continue where you're like, wait, but why? Yeah. And how? And huh? Like there's so many of those questions, mm-hmm. but like the further out you get from the story, the more like, okay, yeah, I totally see how this is a fucking movie. Yeah. You know, like the IMDb description is incredibly vague. It doesn't even go into characters at all. Of course it not. It is simply a very vague description of what's going down. <clears throat> the aliens are coming and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. 
It's like, all right. Okay. Yeah. That would, I mean, I would hope that that would be the story of, of an alien invasion movie because it would suck if it was like, and then the earthlings all just sort of rolled over. Yeah. We were like, oh no, we're not fighting this. <laughs> and they all got obliterated. Like, of course you need to fight back. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, the way that they fight back, like the 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 grand scale of these fucking aliens mm-hmm. is like to me awesome. You know, there are certain <laughs> parts like the the approaching the cities and shit mm-hmm. is like suitably creepy and like the massive size is really unsettling. Oh yeah. Of like, oh fuck me. And like <laughs> how close. Yes, it it's not, not even like, it's like, oh, it's up, uh, you could sort of see it up there. Yeah, like, obviously, like, it's higher than, you know, the Empire State Building. Yeah, but not by much. Not by much. <laughs> and in the grand scheme of, like, Earth and everything, the Empire State Building is not that high up. Yeah, so, like, it's it's right all up on us. Yeah. <laughs> like you And need- it's huge. And they don't say or do anything. They're just to there. make yeah to make it extra creepy. Um, <clears throat> like yeah, that stuff was actually suitably like creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. It's just when they finally do like deploy their weapons, send out their fighter ships, like all that kind of shit. Where it was like, holy fuck, we are so outmatched. Oh yeah, like we are so fucked <laughs> in every possible way here. And like, you know, I, I had I knew that, you know, going into it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I remember like we we basically, you know, the jet fighters kind of get swatted away like flies when they try to attack like nothing <laughs> goes. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But it was really just like, oh, fuck. Right. They make it so, so hard to believe that there's <laughs> any way the humans could win mm-hmm. that you're like. Oh, so it's going to be real dumb, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's no real way to be like, oh, no, we've got this with our smarts. It's got to be nonsense. <laughs> it's got to be like science fiction movie nonsense. Or it's just like, wait a minute. So you're expecting me to believe that Jeff Goldblum's laptop could somehow hack into an alien spaceship. What? And it's like, uh-huh. no, yeah, that's exactly what the entirety of humanity's survival uh, hinges on. Yeah. That's all the time we can dedicate to it because we have so much shit to do (laughs) i mean they did like at one point offhand mention at least one or two degrees right yeah and he was like Like, oh he went to mit and all this and that and whatever mm -hmm. it's just like oh of course of course these people are the people that get together Mm -hmm. like that's the part where it starts getting fucking crazy like that because the plot of the aliens is all pretty simple. It's like, okay, so they all fucking come down. They center themselves over some big cities. Mm-hmm. And then when the timer that Jeff Goldblum's character discovered in the decaying radio feed or whatever the fuck he was talking about <laughs> uh, counts down to zero, they all like just simultaneously blast everything to shreds and destroy the city. Yeah. And then for the next day, they realize that like, oh, and they're going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to all the other cities and they're just going to keep dwindling them down and just basically exterminate everybody on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. Okay. So you know what the aliens are doing. There's no surprises there. Yeah. It's what the people like have to do to like, you know, fight back, you know, to get the chess pieces where they need to be so that all <laughs> the right people are in the right room at the same time for the final plan to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that is ludicrous. Like, you're just watching it, and you're like, how the fuck did these people... <laughs> like, of course, somehow, the president's wife, her helicopter crashes in Los Angeles mm-hmm. on the path 
<laughs> that Will Smith's stripper girlfriend is taking with the lost children of the wasteland that, that she's carrying in the back of this big truck. Yeah, which, like, like, secret MVP over there, like, getting people that are, like, injured and, like, other survivors and just getting them the fuck out. Totally. Like... It's just, like, this is a ridiculous plot line going on oh, right yeah. now. Like, every time they cut back to her <laughs> and like, her gang of misfits... Who does she have with her now? You know, it's just, like, <laughs> what is going to happen? Are these people going to fight the aliens? <laughs> like, they're all going to rise up together. She's going to create this big army and, like, roll up at the end, like, need our help? Yeah, and right. Then, <laughs> and the trash people roll out and attack the aliens or some shit. I don't know. Was, every time it went back, I was like, what the fuck is the point of this and then they come upon the crashed helicopter and the fucking first lady in the wreckage and i'm like mm -hmm. that's what the fuck this is about mm -hmm. it's so that the okay i yeah so that these two can be together so that when will smith randomly flies his helicopter in and finds them later he brings the first lady with because <laughs> those two storylines have interconnected also he's hanging out with the president now yeah because <laughs> like yeah. everyone just well, starts hanging out with each other and doesn't stop <laughs> Uh, Will Smith didn't have his helicopter. He had a plane. <laughs> his plane crashed in the mountain. <laughs> this which, is true. side note, brilliant plan. Loved it. Uh, <laughs> his landing, clearly it was a dummy just falling. There was no sense of self-preservation on that landing. Dude, it sounded like he broke his legs. I've around it a couple of times because I was like, that was a definitive snapping sound. Yeah. As soon as he hits the ground. And I'm like, that that has to be... In like that, like obviously not saying like that stunt person broke their legs and they kept the sound in. Yeah. But like they put that sound in that movie mm -hmm. to make it like seem worse. I guess. Like why would you imply that he's broken his legs if he's going to get up with not broken legs in literally two seconds? Yeah. And Such then a weird choice. Drag an alien through the across desert. the desert. Yeah. Best part of the movie. It in my opinion. Hysterical. Like that was I, that yeah. that that was where <laughs> everything finally felt silly in its own skin mm -hmm. where like before it was really silly in ways where it felt like it was really fucking earnest about it or it was like <laughs> isn't this terrifying and it's like guys what are we doing here but that moment seemed like it knew it was being silly mm -hmm. and that it was like just do it just yeah. go with it like <laughs> just it, it, it's him stopping to say and what the hell is that smell yeah after all of that it seems like if the rest of that was scripted that line was improvised. Oh yeah, something something feels like. I mean, I felt like most of his shit. Yeah. he had he had his his <laughs> way in. In I particularly loved. I could have been at a barbecue. <laughs> that was good. I mean, he gets uh. he gets a bunch of really good lines. It's the problem that this movie again trying to have absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, it sometimes it'll have two buttons on a scene. It'll have like a perfectly good ending <laughs> button and then it'll be like, no, 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 let's go on for another few seconds and then get another one in. And I'm like, yeah. you don't get both. No. Because like when he finds the alien ship and he get fucking climbs on it and opens it up, and the alien like pops out at him and he punches it in the face. He says the absolutely like brilliant and famous welcome to Earth. Yeah. He absolutely says the TH. You know what I mean? He like does. it's not even close to the, the, the memes or whatever. Yeah. But like he says welcome to Earth after fucking knocking it out. Boom. There's the scene. And then he gets off the ship, pulls out the, the cigar that he and his buddy had, mm -hmm. light it up, and then looks back at the thing and says, now that's what I call a close encounter. And I'm like, no, you don't get both. Yeah. You get one or the other. And also that second one is worse. Yeah. No right? need for that. <laughs> also, one, stick yeah. with the first one. You're good. <laughs> yeah. But also uh, it sort of wrecks the, <laughs> the, the cigar arc. 
to have him smoke it there, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Because like he died, Jimmy died. His, his buddy, yeah, the, where they were going to smoke the cigars once they killed all the aliens. So they thought, uh, yeah. <laughs> like they were going to smoke the cigars. So <laughs> fucking <laughs> Will Smith sees his like entire unit get massacred by aliens, mm-hmm. and he like super luckily takes one out, yeah. and he's like, I won. Mm-hmm. Light the cigars. I like, mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? After that, you see everyone else get killed, and you manage to kill one and stay alive. I mean, it's that's it's, a huge win compared to the rest of the squad. True. I mean, that's only if you're that's only if you're going in comparison uh, as to like <laughs> just a competition between pilots. Because then it's like, yes, I did it. Nobody else could do it. But if you're thinking of it as like you know the world. And like winning the battle, it's like, well, the aliens won that battle. So oh, yeah. There's no need for a cigar. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's doing it in the fat lady sings kind of way of like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Like, we, there's nothing we can do. Oh, yeah. We just tried and it's not happening. So light this fucking cigar. <laughs> that could be the way that he's thinking of it. Yeah. Because fuck, yes, it looks so hopeless. Seriously. It's so unbelievably hopeless. The really? aliens have fucking shields around all their shit and then mm-hmm. they send out tiny little ships that also have shields around their ships <laughs> and so there's fucking nothing you could do they shoot green shit at you mm-hmm. <laughs> i loved that line too <laughs> well i know you did not just shoot that green shit at me uh they are very cash about the aliens like as soon as they encounter them like all those fighter pilots showing up to that, all they knew was that it was a big old thing and mm-hmm. they were going to shoot missiles at it. Yep. And then like a swarm of tiny ones come out and they're just kind of like, huh, look at that. I <laughs> think oh. they'd be a little more concerned about it. I don't know. I don't even, I, I could not go through it beat for beat. I, I, I refuse to because <laughs> it's just <laughs> too fucking long and there's too much. So I think we just like, and what sucks too is that there's no way to like, just compartmentalize it into like, okay, here's the Will Smith story, mm-hmm. and then here's the Bill Pullman as president story, mm-hmm. and then here's the Randy Quaid as the drunk guy story. <laughs> it's like, oh no, because they all dovetail into each other, mm-hmm. and every single thing leads to the next thing. That I realized, I was like, oh fuck, man, like you couldn't cut anything if you wanted to, nope. because it doesn't fucking make any sense afterwards. Then exactly, like I, it, it, the <laughs> the way that I realized that was was when they pick up. The president's wife and Jasmine and all the wasteland scavengers <laughs> and everything. And they take them back. And then I was like, oh, right. Because earlier in the movie, I was like, they say that her helicopter didn't make it to Nellis, but they don't confirm death. Correct. And since I had forgotten how the middle of it went, I was like, is she just missing? And, and they don't go back to it. I feel like they've got to go mm-hmm. back to it at some point. So when Jasmine stumbles upon her in the wreckage, I was like, right. That's how it goes. She didn't die in the wreck. Yeah. There she's going to get rescued. They're going to take her back. I fully did not see it coming that that she actually does have to die though. Yeah. You know, that the like was... It, it was definitely rough in yeah. that moment of like oh, I don't know these people that well. Mm-hmm. Like this movie goes from thing to thing to thing so fast. Like scenes are like 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, barely yeah. anything. Like it's basically unless it's like Jeff Goldblum and and Judd Hirsch talking, mm-hmm. the scenes go by in 30 seconds. It's, it's just like, and then here's yeah. the thing, and then here's the whatever, and what are the aliens doing now? And then they cut to the thing where the aliens are doing it, and then it's like, holy shit, it's you're just, already there. It's on Gilmore Girls' speed. It's fun. <laughs> I wish. Oh, man, if only the dialogue had the fun of fucking <laughs> Gilmore Girls. That would I be brilliant. speed. Yeah, I mean, N- yes, but. Not spunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, like, so they get his wife, bring her back. She has to die anyway. Uh-huh. That's all sad. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, you could just cut this 
and just like uh, you know thinking in my head like editing it like mm-hmm. thinking of the actual edit and being like well you know when the guy when robert loge is telling him earlier in the movie that the helicopter never made it to nellis just show a shot of bill pullman and then have robert loge do a line of dialogue where they're like they found it in a field uh, mm. blah 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 whatever it went down she died and then you cut out the whole her coming back and dying again subplot simply because I was like, something needs to go. This movie's too fucking long. Like you got to get rid of that. But then you're like, Oh fuck. But then what about Jasmine? Because Mm -hmm. she gets picked up with the first lady. Uh So like, you can't have that scene happen (laughs) with Uh the first lady. If you say that she's dead already. So you can't cut the first lady coming back and dying again. Shit. Like every single little thing, like you couldn't cut out, uh, Randy Quaid's kids either no matter how useless they really wound up being to the whole endeavor Seriously. simply because Randy Quaid winds up being integral to the finale of the movie and mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about that Yep, you know like oh fuck man like mm-hmm. there is nothing to cut this movie was like so manufactured to fit a certain way that it's like, well, what if we take this part out? Like, what the, what the what the, what's this? And you're like, oh, shit, right. Yeah. And you got to put it we back. You got to show the end of everybody's storyline yeah, like, that we, like, gave dialogue to in the first five minutes. Pretty much. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, and some of the entrances to the movie for these characters were so, like, that's it? That's what we get? Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Randy Quaid's entrance. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, he's a fucking drunken idiot flying around. Uh, yeah. crop dusting the wrong field yeah like total randy quaid character mm-hmm. he can play it well yeah and uh if you don't know how the movie's gonna end you can probably guess that like well he's a pilot so yeah it'll probably come that's how he'll come in handy or whatever so like you're like okay that's that's fine and it go and it's over pretty quick mm-hmm. <laughs> because all of the fucking scenes are but then you get like Will Smith's introduction to the movie where it's like, and now the spaceships have come down. We have not seen Will Smith yet in this movie. Nope. We have seen all sorts of stuff about people being like, oh, the fucking reports and the things and the mm-hmm. fucking, there's something up there and it went to the moon and now it's slowing down and all this craziness. And, and all like the East Coast people. Will yeah. Smith over there on the West Coast sleeping <laughs> yeah, He's in. already fucking asleep. Uh, and then the fucking ships roll in mm. and then it cuts to will smith in bed asleep who like gets up a little bit and is like oh fuck is it like a fucking earthquake and his girlfriend's like hey yeah just go back to sleep and he does yeah not even a four-pointer <laughs> just go back to sleep yeah it's just like- so funny that that's his introduction <laughs> mm-hmm. is asleep and then <laughs> and back to bed yeah. i was like wow what an entrance <laughs> for will smith you think it would be something cooler like honestly don't Have cut away he was w- he was woken up by the rattling from the ship moving in so fucking close to his house. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, literally a stone's throw away. <laughs> and then he looks over, sees the neighbor, looks over. It's the looking from the left neighbor to the right neighbor that I'm like, you didn't... Yeah, right. In that, in that sequence, you didn't look straight ahead. Yeah, and, there wasn't And a, just stop. Just a brief moment. Well, it's because there's a camera there. I mean... <laughs> But I do agree. I like that part. And I like the like, holy shit, like looking up and it being there and just the whole like wide shot of it literally mm-hmm. covering all of Los Angeles is pretty fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Um, I would just say just just keep going with that. Like st- if you want to even start it with him getting woken up by it, 
just continue the scene. Yeah. Because what they do is that they have him wake up and go like, no, it's nothing. And then go to bed. And then more other shit happens. We cut away for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, we'll get to him later. We just need to, there's just so much shit we have to do that we need to just drop this little breadcrumb of like, Will Smith's coming. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, hold on, everybody. I know, I know this is a lot of other shit. Will Smith's coming. Don't worry. (laughs) He is in this movie. We did not bait and switch you. That's sort of what it maybe kind of feels like, too. And then, of course, fucking Goldblum. Like, he's an all-star. There's no other way to put it. He is is the science fiction, crazy, weirdo (laughs) guy all-star. I don't know. I don't know if you get anybody else who plays this role and makes it as interesting as he makes it. Because truthfully, in the yeah. end, it's kind of it's kind of dull, mm-hmm. and it kind of does it like it's something that it seems like so many '90s movies were fucking obsessed with, which was like <laughs> get the divorced parents back together, or yeah. like get see, and that's the thing. It's like get the divorced people back together, but you can only imagine that all of these people who are making these movies are sitting there like, yeah, like how my parents did stay together, so I'm gonna make the movie characters they're they're gonna stay together, yeah, like we're gonna save these marriages, you know, like that's kind of all these about people how from the, broken homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about all the parents that needed to stay together. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like. But yeah, him needing to like, oh, and it's his ex-wife and he still loves her and this and that and whatever. I mean, I guess really the interesting part that comes down to it is him and his, and his dad. Him and Judd Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes it interesting. And I guess I guess you kind of got to have both. Like if it was if it was Jeff Goldblum and someone like lesser or at least just less like uh, interesting. Not Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the at the station that oh, Harvey Firestein. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, wait. I are just... you saying if Harvey Firestein played Jeff Goldblum's dad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. You you meant actor wise. I was yes, I was no, thinking yeah. role wise in the it, movie. Yeah, if it was like okay, his no, friend no, yeah, no, being yeah. with him throughout the whole thing instead of his dad. Okay, <laughs> now I get what you mean. I was like, wow, that's a weird take. I don't know if I would have believed it. <laughs> <laughs> um you could probably do it that way too but I, I do like the fact that it's like a father and son mm-hmm. like uh, uh going on this little adventure or whatever it was a bummer that harvey firestein goes so quickly you know like i like that dude i think he's fun mm-hmm. and like yes he's a bit much but like that's the point <laughs> like if, if if you're not on board with it then whatever but if you are you're like yeah that's what he does yeah let's do this like he has one of my favorite lines in the whole movie of just like david why did i just send my mother to atlanta <laughs> that's the greatest fucking line in the whole movie i love it so much um so like i was super stoked that he was there bummed mm-hmm. that he died do agree that yeah it could make for an interesting story too though yeah. those two going on the trip him meeting the president could you imagine <laughs> oh. oh my god <laughs> he's so handsome <laughs> oh it would have been great that's the movie i want now yeah, it's right? just those two on a road trip totally um <clears throat> but like that's fine but again in the end it's just like the he's the brainy smart guy who's gonna save the day at the end mm-hmm. so he has to somehow get the attention of the powers that be Mm-hmm. And oh, thank goodness! Yeah, his ex-wife works in the fucking White House. Yeah, like, like that's the first to the president, yes, not like, just like a secretary off somewhere for like the yeah. visitors. She could literally she she says like I'll go get him. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a thing she can do. Like yeah. I will I'll go get him and bring him here because he listens to me that much mm-hmm. that I can just bring him places and show him things without saying what it is first. He just yeah. implicitly trusts me. Yeah, but it's just so silly. Like oh, of course. The guy who figures out the alien frequency was married to mm-hmm. someone who works in the White House so that he can 
go to the White House and then become embroiled in the whole scheme of how do we fight these aliens. Yeah. And like that's the first really that the movie does mm. of like that those two things somehow cross over because they of don't really because I believe they show her before they introduce the idea that they're uh divorced yeah or even like in any kind of relationship it's just like they mm -hmm. talk about david and he's still wearing his wedding ring and his dad's like oh you shouldn't do that so he <laughs> you know we know that he's divorced and then we know that there's this lady who's working with the president but we don't really know anything about her or her personal life yeah and then it's revealed like oh she's the ex-wife that's how this connects somehow like oh my god really mm -hmm. so that's how they get together and now jeff goldblum and his dad get to hang out with the president for the rest of the movie <laughs> like i mean yes it's a crisis and i'm sure there's not much of like hey whoa guys you don't really have clearance it's yeah like, the world is exploding nobody it's... needs clearance anymore yeah jeff goldblum figured it out so yeah like there is a little bit of uh, of being indebted but it's also funny though that it's like and <sighs> Since we're indebted to you for saving all of us from getting exploded in the White House, yes, your dad can come. Like, <laughs> you know, because it's like he, truthfully, <laughs> he didn't do anything. He just drove there. Yeah. He didn't necessarily save the day or anything, but it's like, well, we can't just like leave him somewhere. Yeah. So I guess he has to come too. <laughs> so this party gets a little bit bigger. <clears throat> There's plenty of seats on Air Force One. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which as soon as they got on that Air Force One, I was like, oh no. And then Gary Oldman shows up and takes over with his gang of terrorists. Because I'm pretty certain it's the exact same set. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> for Air Force it's One. The it's Air the Force year. One set. It's like the year or two before Air Force One. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's how that's how all those fuckers get together. And then you have the other side of the country mm -hmm. where Will Smith is a fighter pilot who goes to fight these fucking things yeah. in a like obvious suicide mission. They yeah. literally just send almost all of their pilots out to die. Yeah. Because they just don't test at all. Right. Like you like, didn't you didn't launch one single munition right. towards this thing at some point. Like from the ground before you send people up there to fall from the sky. Yeah, like, like just get a t-shirt gun and shoot at it or something. Like just do something. <laughs> right. It is close enough. Yeah. Like, like any <laughs> little projectile, just like catapult a, a rock. rock at it. Yeah. <laughs> Do use a trebuchet. It's better. Trebuchet a rock <laughs> at the alien ship, and then when it goes, you go, "Oh shit!" Maybe we don't send all of our pilots. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they do, and all of them die except for Will Smith. Yep. <laughs> and so there's him, and then there's Jasmine, his girlfriend, who is a stripper, mm -hmm. who because <laughs> that needed to be relevant. I mean, it was like I was. Well, there's that one fucking line that Connick says where he's just like, they ain't never going to let you be an astronaut if you marry a stripper. I just wrote, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like what the hell, 90s? That's a, yeah, like, that's, I mean, uh, that just seems absurd. Like, why? Who gives a shit? Why yeah. what would NASA care? Yeah. Do, you think, do you think that's why he got rejected from NASA? <laughs> that they found out about his stripper girlfriend? I don't think that's how that went down, Harry Connick Jr. Um, <clears throat> but so he, like, she is... <laughs> She goes to work. She says to get her last paycheck, mm -hmm. but got talked into working. Yeah. Basically so that they can include a scene of her like doing a dance. Of course. I just thought it was hysterical because they, sh <laughs> they show her dancing for nobody. Yep. This place is fucking empty yeah. because the world is ending as far as anybody knows. Like mm -hmm. these ships are already above all of the cities. They haven't blown anything up yet, but it's like, come on. 
Yeah. This is this is not friendly <laughs> behavior. Like this is literally the equivalent of someone walking straight up to you and getting their nose to your nose and staring you in the eyes <laughs> and doing nothing else. Yep. Like you do not feel good about that. That's not like, oh, this could be fun. <laughs> like this might not end horribly. Like, oh no. New friend. Yeah, that's really not the reaction. You're like, mm. uh this is bad. <laughs> Something bad is gonna happen soon. I just don't know what. Yeah. Uh and yet there's people who are like partying on rooftops and like oh aliens we love you yeah including like, her dumb friend from the strip club or whatever but like how could you get talked into work in an empty strip club <laughs> like was there a shift that needed to be covered who would care you know what i mean like really manager i can't imagine someone sitting there looking at their club completely empty and seeing one of their strippers on their day off coming in to get their check and being like you have to work now like what why like be I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, we got a big crowd and Lacey's not here tonight, so we need you to go up. It's like, there's fucking nobody in the building. You could close down and make the same amount of money. Yeah. Like, why are you forcing this woman to work? And, and also just note that the, the strip club owner manager guy, we don't ever meet. Yeah. There's no scenes with him. So it's not like, oh, he's the bad guy that she doesn't like. Unless he's the guy behind the bar that's watching the news. <laughs> I mean, I don't even give a shit because yeah. it doesn't matter at all. But like her story is that Will Smith tells her to like get out of the city, right? He like calls her or something mm -hmm. and tells her that like, oh, you better just you better go. Yeah. So her and her son Dylan and their dog Boomer get in a car, try to leave. And then that's when the fucking aliens fucking blast everything. She gets them out of harm's way mm -hmm. by kicking open a door and just like jumping into this, jumping into a closet. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, when you see the effects of the cities like exploding and stuff, like the, the really good effects of it, the miniature shit, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like that's what all that shit was. Like that's a real white house exploding into pieces. Like all that shit is Phenomenal. amazing. Absolutely love it. And so like when they show the shots of like fire blasting down the streets, it's like, that's like a city on its side mm -hmm. and then flames bursting up through it. So it looks like the flames are like snaking through the streets and shit. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. But then when like once it's over, once you see the like full destruction it's like a CGI thing where it just looks like there's just this ring that just like melts everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this like wall of fire that just completely obliterates everything in its path. So then you're sitting there thinking like, how the fuck did climbing in a closet in that <laughs> tunnel stop anything? How are they fucking alive in that closet <laughs> if the way it works is not that just, oh, fire shoots down the hallway and it, and it missed you a little bit. That was very Muppets, but like, <laughs> you know the fire and it goes down there and all. That. But like, and then you see the up the, the 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 full shot and it's like, oh no, it's it's just completely incinerating the entire city. Yeah, but it just, it missed. It didn't go. It didn't come in the door. So we're fine. <laughs> yeah, she was she was at the very edge of the. I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't, but it's it, fine. It wasn't. In the, it's, I mean, it's just like obviously it's it's the like oh will they get out of here? Mm -hmm. But you know they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they should all be dead. Like that's the bummer about these kinds of movies. They always put their characters in these like completely impossible scenarios. Oh yeah. And you're like, how are they gonna get out of it? And you think for a moment in any reasonable way, and you're like, oh they can't. Yeah. Oh, so what the fuck is the movie gonna try to convince me happened? <laughs> and it's stupid. And you're like, ah, fine whatever yeah it's it oh you almost make up for it later with bill pullman's amazing speech but only almost oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good speech it's a really fucking good speech man 
And then on that side of the country is uh, is also the whole Randy Quaid and his weirdo kids mm-hmm. story and mm-hmm. Miguel Reeves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kid was such Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. But just not. Yeah. It was so funny to me. But I like <laughs> as a kid, for some reason, I thought that they were like way more important and more interesting. Other than just being there. Yeah. And I realized on this watch, I was like, they don't do shit. Mm-mm. They really don't. Like, mm. I, it's it's strange how much more importance that I thought they had to this movie. Because, <laughs> like, as soon as he starts talking and he's all like, oh, my God, man. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to suck yeah. with how much these kids are in the movie. And then they're really not. So you're like, oh, well, like guess that's a win yeah i mean i'm sure the girl would have been fine she was fine in mrs doubtfire yeah i mean it, it, again it's really just like the weirdness of this plot line like i don't understand i mean it's like it's the pride thing i guess yeah and like you know the the president and his daughter and then you know jeff goldblum and his dad and then Will Smith and his soon-to-be stepson, and like, there's lots of family shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I get why you also have a thing where it's Randy Quaid and his weirdo kids. Yeah, but like, it it just doesn't seem all that necessary to the story <laughs> at hand. Uh, and you don't necessarily like, <laughs> he's so ridiculous. And the like, yeah. and and his whole sort of storyline about like, oh, he was a pilot in Vietnam, and then he came home, and then he says that he got abducted by aliens, and everybody thought he's been crazy ever since, mm-hmm. and he's an alcoholic now, and nobody likes him, and <laughs> nobody believes him, and they openly mock him uh-huh. in the bar uh-huh. or in the diner or whatever. Like, it basically the entire town treats him like trash. And I was like, that's sort of enough of a story about like the guy who was so unbelieved about. What happened to him finally gets his, like, you know, uh, his closure on the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think the kids were necessary in that story, really at all. In fact, it kind of doesn't make sense that he would have kids. And I don't know how biological these kids are because there's never a mention of a mother. Yeah. It seems like he's just sort of collected some kids. Yeah, like he's like their surrogate <laughs> father. Yeah, like, like, like there was just this group of kids on the street who were like, we all found each other. And he's like, well, I'm your dad. And then yeah. now they're a family. <laughs> I <laughs> then, got an RV happening. Yeah, like, and that's just how it works down there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, um, it seems like it's Nevada. <laughs> yeah. that's where Nellis is. Yeah, and yeah. not far from Nellis or because, Area 51. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The fact that Area 51 is a huge plot point in this movie is another symptom of the, like, everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. All of it. Put everything in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not just that we're going to reference Area 51. Oh, no. We're going. We're, it solves the movie. Yeah. It's kind of hysterical to me. And it also <laughs> made me think that, like, I wish that there was a point at the end where, like, <laughs> obviously it would change how the movie ends because, you know, everybody gets their, like, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Except, obviously, uh you know, the president, his wife is dead, but they don't seem to reference that. <laughs> yeah. Or the doctors that were working on the alien. Yeah, but who cares? Don't... I mean, nobody cares, but they were weirdos. I... They were underground weirdos. No. The <laughs> one was Dr. DeBanco from ER. <laughs> and I was actually a little sad that he died so quickly. <laughs> I mean, there's something like like uh, like you were saying, the the, the dad from... Uh, Wonder Years? Yeah, uh-huh. who's there for like a moment uh-huh. in the background. You're like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> and then it's you... over and you're like, wait a minute. Why would you get him? Yeah, it's, it, it would like... be like if one of the background like members of the Chiefs of Staff was like Steve Martin or something. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we don't go back. His character dies off screen. Like, what? <laughs> Weird. 
weird. There's like there's Sam Elliott loading ammo. Like what the fuck <laughs> is totally, going on? I would love a movie with that where like random extras that you would normally <laughs> only see for one shot are super famous people, like crazy famous. There's no way to not be like that's what. It'd be brilliant. Why is Whoopi Goldberg back there? <laughs> like Brad Pitt's the line cook in the back of a shot. Like what the fuck? Um. <clears throat> That story uh, with with him and that like RV camp, mm-hmm. which was so funny to me, like because that moment at first I didn't understand what they were getting at because they <laughs> like they pull over because the one kid's sick and then yeah. they all get out of the RV and then he looks down and he's like, eh, look at that, kids. And it just shows like an encampment mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, are those RVs? Is that? What is that? Is that a military camp? Is that what? Because they show it for like a brief second. Yeah. And then it's on to the next scene, which is not any of this story. Exactly. Then it's like back to the president. And you're like, wait, what was he pointing out there? Yeah. I don't course. understand. Are we going back to that later? And we really don't until Will Smith takes out that the the fighter pilot one. Yeah. And then drags it through the desert and then randomly stumbles upon this horde of RVs driving towards him, <laughs> which apparently Randy Quaid has become the leader of yeah. and is now taking them on a march across the desert. I, what to die? I, like, to do they have a, enough fuel to get where they're trying to go? Who knows? But like, I mean, they just pull up. And of course it's Randy Quaid's RV that pulls up to Will Smith. Of course. To say, hey, you need a lift there, Sergeant, or whatever the fuck he says to him. <laughs> and you're like, and that's how these stories intersect? Uh-huh. Seriously? Randomly in the middle of the desert. Yep. That is fucking crazy. That is crazier than Goldblum being that one lady's <laughs> ex-husband <laughs> to get that story connected. I mean, you figure Will Smith is probably walking in the direction of L.A. He was is a he? pilot. He would know directions. Well, I mean, or, I, or no, not L.A. Towards Nellis, El I guess. El Toro? He kept, he kept saying El Toro. They kept talking about El Toro. And I don't know. Was that his city or is that the name of his base? I think it's the name of his base. I guess. Because when he gets to the, when he finally meets up with like the president and everyone right, else right, at that right, one place, right. yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm very excited to get back to El Toro. And Robert Loge is like, they didn't fucking tell you. <laughs> it's fucking gone. It's gone. And then he leaves, which was, that seemed crazy insensitive that he's just like, oh, they didn't tell you. El yeah. Toro's been completely destroyed. And then he just leaves yeah. and leaves Will Smith just standing there like, oh, so everyone I know and worked with and loved is dead. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. cool so cool, cool, I've cool, lost cool, 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 cool. everyone. Like, <laughs> I had a note about that. Like, oh, damn. Like Will Smith's over here thinking everyone is dead. Yeah, literally everyone, probably including Jasmine and all that. Yeah, because she was supposed to be on base mm-hmm. to stay yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. And that was what was so crazy about that moment towards the end where Will Smith fucking steals the helicopter and flies off. Is that like, what the fuck did he think he was going to find? Because he all he says to the dude, he's like, I got somewhere I got to go. Yeah. And it's like, what? Okay. And then fucking you're sitting there with Jasmine and the first lady and the trash people (laughs) all hanging around outside of i'm assuming the base that was destroyed it looked like they were in a hangar okay because yes because she pulled up 
Mm-hmm. to see if it was there, I assume, to see if he was going to be there. And yeah. then it's all destroyed, so they just made camp. Like, well, we're going to die, so <laughs> we'll just get comfortable <laughs> then. But, like, he shows up in a helicopter and is sort of nonplussed about it. He's kind of just like, I told you I'd show up later, baby. He's not like, oh, my God, you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent the last day thinking you were dead. <laughs> but, like, why did he go there? Robert Loja told him it was destroyed. As far as he knows, everyone is dead. So the idea that he's like, I just need to go check it for myself I guess. and see if they're like, alive. Yeah, and then when he gets s- there, he's just like, oh, yeah, just like I thought. Mm-hmm. So the president and so Goldblum and his dad are with the president, yes. who's also there with uh, Goldblum's ex-wife and the president's daughter and all that. And Robert Loja and all the all the people from the president's side of the story. Yes. And then in L.A., it was Jasmine who found the first lady mm-hmm. and all of her wasteland people. Who are hanging out together. And then they got found by Will Smith. In a helicopter. Who, right. But Will Smith, the way he got there, he was in the desert. He went from L.A. Yes. Flew in his plane. Everybody died. He escaped. Killed one of the aliens. Or tried to kill it. Whatever. Yeah. Dragged it through the desert. Met up with Randy Quaid. Right. <laughs> Randy Quaid and his army of RVs. Drive him to Area 51. Yes. Where Will Smith just knows. Yeah. Like, he knows, but the president doesn't know. I get later there, like, there's one word for that. Plausible deniability, Mr. President. And it's like, fucking, once the aliens started coming, everyone needed to be notified. Uh, But yeah, so he shows up with the fucking alien and uses that as clearance to get them into there. So now Will Smith is there with the president and Goldblum and fucking (laughs) all those people. And Randy Quaid is there, but Randy Quaid is not allowed inside. (laughs) Randy Quaid has to stay up top with his RV and his family. And then they kind of just hang out there for a bit while all the rest of this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. And you kind of forget about them for a little while. So now basically everybody's all together. Yeah. And they also know that like they have no chance against these fucking aliens <laughs> and that like their their shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aliens are too powerful. Mm-hmm. It's only now when they show up to it that anybody in Area 51 is like, oh, so here's the information that could be useful to you guys. Uh-huh. You know, which I thought was fucking crazy. Because, like, first of all, the fact that that Secretary of Defense has that moment to be like, actually, sir. You know, when they, <laughs> when they mention it, you know, it's like, this, it, you know, pipe dreams of Area 51 that doesn't exist. And he's like, actually, sir, that's not entirely accurate. And I love Goldblum's response of the, What? What part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, wonderful uh, uh, blockbuster gold bloomisms. Mm-hmm. And then to just like cut to Area 51, here they are walking in. It's actually pretty cash mm-hmm. considering, except for the armed guards in the science lab. Did yeah. you see those dudes on the side of the screen? There's like just like little landings with railings and they're like pacing back and forth with guns. <laughs> it's like, what are you is it in case the aliens escape from their tanks that they're dead in? Because they're dead. They say they're dead. I mean, um, I, in case other aliens show up to reclaim their dead. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, maybe. I don't maybe? know. Uh-huh. I just thought it was funny how they were kind of like, yeah, what are, oh, yeah. You guys want to see? Come yeah. check it out. <laughs> One dude's super ready for a tour. He's just like, you guys want to check out the whatever? Let's yeah. do this. He's, you know, let's he's like all that. the head of the whole thing. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, I've always enjoyed the moment of that that famous moment of uh, the alien speaking through the doctor. Yeah. When, you know, after, after they try to open it up. I, oh boy, <laughs> I, I am on the side of 
these alien effects did not age well. I think they look pretty shitty. <laughs> Anytime mm. it cut to the aliens, like, like looking at you or like walking on its layer, I was like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, not great. This isn't good. But the tone of that scene is so great mm-hmm. when he just slams the dude up against it and says to release me, like yeah. speaking through that guy. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking dope. And then immediately the alien form shows up and I was like, oh, and he erected. it. <laughs> oh, it was way creepier when you couldn't see anything. Like yeah. I would have preferred to keep these aliens in the dark all the time. Right. Rather than show off that like sort of silly looking like the 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 outer like biomechanical suit mm-hmm. is like f- creepy enough looking or whatever it's when you open it and it's like oh they're like they're like little alien guys yeah right? <laughs> it's like kind of mm-hmm. stupid they, like, they kind of look like the alien that was born in the back of the taxi yeah exactly in men in black totally yeah. it's it's like the classic grays look of the, like the big old eyes and the you know whatever like it's mm-hmm. just like oh look at them <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. quite fit i would have preferred if it, if those weren't yeah right like you imagine that it's super nice so like i don't know i was a little disappointed with how that whole alien scene goes and how the aliens are kind of portrayed it's so black and white mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it's literally just like bill pullman trying to reason with it like what do you want alien dudes and they're like for you to die and it's like oh so they're just evil yeah. So there's no like we have come because something or or anything. No. Nope. There's no fucking like it's not like we must destroy you because if not then we will be destroyed. There's no reasoning. There's nothing to bargain with or there's no, there's nothing to even possibly like relate to. No. Nope. They're literally just like we're bad. Must annihilate. Yeah, annihilate. Like that's all they are. And mm. so it's like, oh, okay. So at the end, when they all we we can blow them up with impunity. <laughs> like they're dicks. So fuck them. That's yeah. basically that's I'll basically the, the gist. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I was. Did, <laughs> what was your reaction? Because I was just writing down as the sequence goes. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so the president saw saw the aliens' thoughts. Yeah. And now he knows exactly what they do. He calls them like locusts. Uh-huh. That'll like show up and, and raise the earth and Yeah, like <laughs> like the, the locust from Cures of War. Yeah. And he just says, <laughs> Let's nuke the bastards. And I wrote, wait, whoa, what? No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Don't. how why did you come to this conclusion? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why. Back a step, back a step, hang on. <laughs> yeah, like it's the fact that it's the fact that there had been zero revelations on the shield problem that they mm-hmm. had, where you're like, why are you moving to this step? Yeah. There's still like, are you just like, well, fingers fucking crossed that the nuke can somehow disable the shield while it blows them up. Yeah. And <laughs> and you're going to nuke Houston like in an attempt to destroy this thing. And you're not, it's not even going to leave a scratch. Yeah. And you're all going to feel fucking stupid. May our children forgive us as mm-hmm. he's about to do it. And I was like, you mean, you mean your children forgive you, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you... We our, our children forgive you. Yes. <laughs> this isn't... This isn't... Exactly. Our... <laughs> yeah, wait, you're is, the one pushing the button. You did it, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, by the end of the movie, everyone's all in the same relative area. Mm-hmm. So that their big giant plan to destroy the aliens can go into effect, which of course has to be crazy and ridiculous as well. <laughs> like just, just to make it like the rest of the movie. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was pretty obvious based on the fact that they mentioned him being a fighter pilot too. Did you see it coming that the president was also going to be in the planes? Like, of course he had to yeah. like him being the like big hero president at the end is like, 
obviously I love the speech mm-hmm. and like him being out there himself is like, I mean, you did enough with the speech, honestly, <laughs> you know, like it would suck to have then lost him because, you know, like you, you have to really imagine what the fuck the world was like after the end of this movie, mm-hmm. like what the country was like mm-hmm. and where it's like, all right, so, so you're still president, I guess. Yeah. So I guess you got to lead us. Cause like, you can only imagine if he died in the fight yeah. and then they're just like, uh, who in the line of succession is fucking alive? You know, like, yeah, uh, cause, cause all the those cabin, yeah. the vice president in the cabinet's dead. Exactly. They all got blown up immediately, essentially. And it's like, shit, like, is it, who, like, it would be a ridiculous thing just trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like, who is technically in charge? <laughs> is it Jeff Goldblum somehow? Because that would be kind of cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, He's like, smart. Yeah, it just seems like a really bad idea that you have. I mean, I guess it would have been Robert Loja. Probably. That general dude is probably the highest ranking person left. Um, but, yeah, you'd think you'd want to keep him safe but you know he's got to have the like i gotta go be a hero and he's like ah fucking fine do what you want i'm not gonna stop you (laughs) you're the president um and then like we would mention earlier there's the whole ridiculous uh plot to infect the alien computers with a virus all Mm. because uh (laughs) all because judd hirsch's character mentions that jeff goldblum's gonna catch cold yeah and he goes catch cold catch cold oh you're a fucking genius and he runs (laughs) off to go figure out what he's gonna do I love that sequence where he's showing off what he's learned about the shields. Yeah. It is peak Goldblum. I was like, finally, he gets to really Goldblum it up in this movie because he's been a little reserved. Yeah. He's had moments, but he's been a little <laughs> reserved. And now he gets to go the full Goldblum. Uh, and it's wonderful, but it is absolutely ridiculous that he wastes the time doing this presentation uh-huh. and also risks all of their lives with that bullet. Yeah. With the one <laughs> bullet that gets shot with the shield up and it ricochets all over the place. Like all he does is go like, Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Let's sorry. try that again. And it was like, wait, wait, you just said my bad. You could have killed anybody in this room. Yeah, you could have just killed the president. Yeah, like, or, or his Will daughter. Smith. Yeah. Right. A small child. Like, <laughs> Oh man. Like, and also just imagine how, like, <laughs> just trying to imagine, like, the if it was just the dude who shot it, like, all right. And he goes and he takes the aim and just like, and it just comes right back and takes him out. <laughs> and then Goldblum's got to be like, okay, so there's a second part to this presentation that maybe isn't going to go over so well now. So... I figured out the shields, <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'm not going to go through with it. Yeah, I'm not going to have somebody else come up and take a shot. Nobody's going to want to. <laughs> so I'll just tell you, I did it. The shields are down. Shit. <laughs> got one less pilot. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh man, you were taking a risk with that, man. Uh, but I do love that whole thing of like, oh, the shield was there and oh, now it's not. And they figured out how to turn it off and they've. You know, they know that it can fly, so they're going to use it. And then the hilarious moment of like, uh, we don't even have anybody qualified to fly this thing. And Will Smith's like, sir, I have seen one in action. I am well aware of its maneuvering capabilities. Yeah. I'd like to have a shot. It's like, so because you were chased by one, Mm -hmm. you feel qualified to fly it. 
obviously there's nobody else yeah. like other than any other pilot who I'm sure could also intuit the same way he does. <laughs> but the fact that he's like, I saw one chase me once. I think I got it. Like yeah. you were chased by an alien spacecraft. <laughs> there's no way you gained it. You weren't like, oh, wow. check that. If I ever get in one of those, yeah. I got to try that move. That was pretty nifty. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not thinking that. You're trying to stay alive. So then there's the little like sort of mini buddy road movie that happens real quick with Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum as they fly uh-huh. off into space to go to the alien ship, which is just so hysterical to me that that's like a part in this movie. Yeah. Like part of the plan is that Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith go to space. Yeah. Love it. So funny. <laughs> um, in an alien spacecraft. Yeah. And and there's that brief moment when he's like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. That finally, that it like kicked into my head of like, Oh right, that NASA letter earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah, he wanted to be. Yeah, he wants to be an astronaut. They set that up, fucking two hours ago, (laughs) and have not touched it again since because they're like, we've had so much to cover. We hoped that that is enough. Yeah. That one little bit at the beginning. Please, someone remember. Yeah, somebody write (laughs) that down. (laughs) And they go up into the spaceship, and it's fucking massive the Mm -hmm. like spaceships flying around in the spaceship is like that's a really awesome way to show the like ridiculous scale of this thing oh yeah like holy fuck and it really feels hopeless Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's nothing that could possibly be done but of course the fire is works uh-huh. It uh, it takes out the shields. I loved that like their timings were so off between plans where it was like, all right, we have fucking all the jet fighters flying towards the fucking like giant ship. Mm-hmm. And we've also coordinated this worldwide yeah. using telegraphs and Morse code, which I thought was a hysterical little <laughs> sequence when they're going around all the different countries and shit and like, oh, the Americans have figured out what to do. Like, well, it's about bloody time then. And like, <laughs> you know, to get that whole thing out, I wrote down that this whole movie was paid for by Big Telegraph and the Morse Code Foundation because of that huge <laughs> sequence of them like, like, that's what saved the day. Morse code. Mm-hmm. Like, ding. Like, you can imagine it was like all uh, an educational film to teach you. Yeah. The merits of Morse code. <laughs> Make sure you learn Morse code. Yeah. Remember to learn Morse codes, kid. So that was hysterical. Uh, yeah. but, but my favorite bit, and this is something that we got to talk about in a in a way funnier way, because I know what actually went down. I love this sort of shit because if you see it coming, I was looking for it and I could see the seams in the movie where something had been taken out and a new thing had been placed in. And it's it's not super easy to see. So unless you already knew about it, you wouldn't. But Randy Quaid, his whole ending story is that they're like, we're out of fucking pilots. And we have this huge thing. And we need fucking pilots uh-huh. to come and fly in our squadron to go defeat these fucking aliens. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he, you know, is drinking all that coffee. And he's like, well, I'm a fucking crazy guy who <laughs> flew in Vietnam. And I think these aliens took me up in their spaceship. And now I want some revenge. And the fucking sergeant dudes are like, okay, all right. And the scene just sort of ends on like a funny little like, oh, ha, ha, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the next time you kind of see what he's doing as their plan is evolving, he's in the squadron. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's there with them when they're making their assault. He's there. He's in one of their jet fighters. Like he's part of the crew. Yeah. <clears throat> that is not how it went 
in the original movie. Oh? What originally happened is that Randy Quaid gets rejected by them. They're like, thanks, no thanks. Oh. You're drunk and awful, and we can't trust you with a fucking jet. (laughs) Because they can't. Yeah. (laughs) Because he is a drunk lunatic, and there's no reason for them to trust him with a jet. Yeah. So what originally happened is that it's like, all right, fine. So he goes off and whatever. And I, I forget if there's a sequence showing it or not. But essentially what happens is that he goes and he steals a missile and affixes it to his crop dusting plane. Uh, uh, so you don't see him while the battle rages, uh-huh. while, the, while the pilots are all flying in. And the thing I was talking about about timing that I thought was so funny is that the jets are flying at the ship mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, it'll be about like five minutes or so before we think that that virus gets loaded. And they're like, all right, we'll just have to hang on. And it's like, you guys are rocketing towards that ship right now. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to turn around. This is going to be a real inconvenience for you. Like, by the time the shields go down, you you have a very short window. Yeah. You are way too close right now to be waiting. You know what I mean? Why like, it needs to be ready. So early? Exactly. That's what I thought was so funny. Like, we'll just be waiting. You know, going a screaming 400 miles an hour straight for this thing. We'll just hold on. But, like, they go in and they start fucking shooting it up. And the president's there and Will Smith's there. Or, no, Will Smith's not there. Will Smith's up in space. Yeah. President's there. All the other fucking people are there. And then towards the end of the sequence, the, th- the same thing happens as the movie, which was something that I called when the scene started. And I was like, does the movie actually remember this or not? But I'm like, there's just there's too many spaceships for the amount of missiles they have. Yeah. Like they have too few missiles for this plan to really ever have a chance. Yeah. And then halfway through the battle, they're like, all our fucking missiles are gone. Everybody's missiles are gone. Yeah. So in the original movie, they suddenly hear over their fucking radio, like, I've got something for them. And they're like, what the fuck is it? Who the, who the hell is this? And it's like, it's me, Russell Case, blah, 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 and I'm here to get these sons of whatevers and blah. They say sons of bitches so much in this movie. (laughs) I wrote it down like three or four times. I mean, what else are you going to call these sons of bitches? (laughs) Really, they are are sons of bitches, you know. Uh, So this son of a bitch flies his plane, his his crop dusting plane with a fucking missile strapped to it. (laughs) And that's what he does. At the end, they're like, let's clear a space for him. He's going to fly his janky ass like prop plane uh-huh. through this battlefield and slowly like, ah, kamikaze because that's the only way it can work because he just has a missile tied to his plane. Yeah. So all he can do is drive it straight into the machine, blow it the fuck up, blows up the ship. They all know how to blow him up now. Mm-hmm. That's what originally happened. I don't know what, like, word they got back from test audiences or something. Like, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But, like, this whole movie's fucking ridiculous. So I find it really weird that anybody singled that out as, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, that seems like a totally logistical thing to have happen. Yeah, especially because they show earlier in the movie, like, he's pulling the plane behind his RV. Yeah, he's got it. He has his plane. Exactly. Like, also, it's fucking chaos on the base. A, yeah. a missile going missing doesn't it, seem out of the question. Totally. So it, there's nothing really all that silly about that. But people were just like, I guess they're just not cool with it. Yeah, so I believe they, that more. Yeah, than them being like, we will trust you with a jet. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> totally ridiculous. He's a drunk. Yeah. But so when you see the movie as it stands, where he is a part of their crew and he's flying with their jets and he does all the stuff. 
that's you can see the seams of how they took that old ending off and put this new one on because there's a couple of parts that don't make sense when it happens. Yeah. For one, they're like, they immediately say, we are all out of missiles. The president shoots his last missile and it misses the fucking thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, it's a negative impact. Whatever the fuck they said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, we're all out of missiles. Nobody's got any missiles. God damn it. And then you hear the like, yeah, here I come. Here comes me, Randy Quaid. And the fucking dude at the base goes to the radio and he asks him so incredulously about like, who are you? Yeah. And it's like, he's a part of your fucking crew. He's on the screen, right? You have his shit there with everyone else's because he's a part of your crew, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, because he's not a part of the crew in <laughs> yeah. the real ending. So now you know why he answers him that way. Now you understand why it never registered that he has a missile left. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have a missile left <laughs> because he's not a part of the crew. <clears throat> and then that's also why his missile has to lock up and not fire, and he must sacrifice himself mm-hmm. because they don't have an ending of this movie where he survives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All the stuff is is the guy being like, you know what your dad did was really brave. So they're like, fuck, he has to die. Yeah. He can't make it. He can't just shoot his last missile, so he just still has to kamikaze it. <laughs> uh, and that's why his fighter jet is going so slow into the thing. I noticed Wasn't that, that ridiculous? Like, like, why watch- is this in slow-mo? <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you, I don't think those types of planes can fly at that speed. I think they can only fly at high speeds. Like, if you go that slow, you just stall out and fall, don't you? I, I think so. <laughs> that sounds like good, Yeah, that sounds like good physics. plane things. Um, and I know, I know good plane things. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love that. Like it's, it's funny because it doesn't matter either way. The ending is kind of silly and stupid. Yeah. He sacrifices himself either way. Uh, it's whatever. I just think it's hysterical that you can see how that ending got plopped onto it. Like, Ooh, mm-hmm. whoa, ooh hold on. And the, the little bits that are like, does that make sense? You could just, everyone was just like, nobody will care. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody notices. It's Independence Day. Exactly. It's art crawl. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, man. But obviously they defeat the aliens and they kill everybody and it's great. Uh, <laughs> and we get the classic Jeff Goldblum line of must go faster. Yes, that's you know what's funny about that to me is that he uses that line in this, but he does not use it in the second Jurassic Park movie that he's in. Like they do it. They do a classier callback to it where they don't just do the same joke again. Because in that one... <laughs> Well, it's when they're driving away from the T-Rex in San Diego and and uh, Sarah's like, uh, Ian, maybe slow down a little. And he turns around <laughs> and he goes, I don't think so. Like, obviously, it's a reference to must go faster. Uh-huh. But in this movie, they just full on ape the full line. Oh, that yeah. He must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> <laughs> and I did love their sequence, him and Will Smith, when they just uh, assume they are going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, we aren't getting out of this ship Let's smoke these fucking cigars and blast them with this nuke and just flip them off and be like, fuck you, alien dicks. I loved that whole thing. And I had kind of forgotten that that was the like circumstances of that ending. Like, oh, right. They don't shoot that to make them let them go to try and leave. Yeah. It is completely inadvertent. Yeah. It's just that like, they well, are we got to take them down. So. Yeah. So they're like, fuck it. We'll hit them with the nuke. I love that. Like, do you think they have any idea what's about to happen to them? <laughs> like such a great little moment with those two. Um, 
I mean, <laughs> there's still, I mean, there's there's so much in this movie that we're obviously never going to talk Seriously, about at all. There's still like 10 minutes of movie after they yeah, blow after up the they big blow ship. everything up. Uh, but I think, I think the greatest thing to end on is not the very end of the movie, but the best part of the movie probably, but Bill Pullman's epic speech. Mm-hmm. Like that is the movie. Yeah. That's that is the the tone and the feel and the sort of cheesiness, but also kind of epic, just like holy shit, what a speech. <laughs> like what possibly the most important, like inspirational speech in the history of movies. Like, I don't know if there is ever a movie speech that accomplishes more. You yeah. know what I mean? Like him giving this speech gives everyone the like hoorah energy to save the planet mm-hmm. from a like literal impossible force of aliens yeah like there's probably better speeches but all they do is like win a sports game you know (laughs) (laughs) or like the play goes well or or something like that but in this case it's like basically all of existence is saved because of how fucking good this speech is yeah not just like one side of a battle humans v humans yeah no this is all of humanity versus these these sons of bitches (laughs) Sons of bitches. <laughs> um, but yeah, so fucking epic. It's it's just so goddamn inspiring. Yeah. It it truthfully is, and like the music swelling behind it and everything. It's like it is the perfect. I think also, I don't know what the fuck it is, but the addition of it being slightly distorted, you know, that mm-hmm. he's speaking through like almost a megaphone and not like a perfectly crisp. You know, PA system I mean, that it adds is, to the like urgency. Yeah, using, so. but it's like it just feels that much more like desperate and urgent. Like this is an emergency speech yeah. to everyone, kind of thing. Like this is our like oh, last man. ditch effort, we have to give it everything. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's yeah. really truthfully the like actual best part of the movie. Like it's the best. It's probably the best directed sequence that isn't like action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's easily the best like performance part of the movie in terms of like an action acting performance yeah. like that day everyone came to watch bill pullman that day like i bet mm-hmm. you there were people mm-hmm. who weren't on the schedule for the day who were like i gotta i gotta fucking this is gonna be great yeah scene. i gotta see him do this one it's gonna be good <laughs> oh man but uh i think that is gonna have to wrap it up for popcorn for dinner for this week because <laughs> otherwise we're gonna talk forever because this is one of the most ridiculous movies that's ever existed uh, and yes. it is also wildly entertaining. Uh, it, <laughs> it does not fly by. I felt this movie. I yeah. felt every fucking minute of it. Uh, <laughs> it was still like, <clears throat> it was still again entertaining, mm-hmm. but it was just like, how much more is there? Fucking shit. Yeah. Holy God, how? <laughs> Hitting the arrow button to see, like, oh my God. Oh, so how, much. How am I only halfway through this movie? <laughs> totally. I've already watched a whole movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> by the time the title card of July 3rd shows up, you're like, it's only the 3rd? <laughs> this movie's called Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man. It is absurd, but it is all it is also great fun. Just know that it's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if for some reason you haven't seen it and you're on the fence. Yeah, if you're like me and haven't actually seen the whole movie, it is a fun watch. It is very enjoyable in the moment, but you feel the moment. But uh this is Jeff. And Kelly. Let's nuke the bastards. 